Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Athletics Life Stories with your host, Chris Broadbent. No, because everybody looks up to Paula in all, really. I tried hypnosis once (laughs) to um, try and break the qualifying time. I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to leg it and see how long I can keep up. Okay, welcome to Athletics Life Stories with myself, Chris Broadbent. Today, today I'm joined by twice European cross-country champion Hayley Yelling. Hayley was a fixture in British cross-country running in the late 90s and the first decade of 2000s, representing GB in numerous World Cross and 13 European cross-country championships. She also represented her country on track and road at the Europeans, Commonwealths and World Half Marathon Championships. But she is also well known for narrowly missing out on three Olympic Games. She was always a popular name on the endurance running scene with a fully committed heart on sleeve style of racing. Hayley, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Chris. <laughs> good, good. Well, uh, autumn has descended and cross country season's upon us. And it, and it reminds me of you, Hayley Yelling, uh, uh, queen of cross country for many years of the British scene. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I have to start really with cross country and um, and. And, and think about your uh, tell me about your first experiences of cross country running because um, I think we're the same age and um, when, I, when I was at school cross country running was not particularly enjoyed by many many um, people at school and particularly not the girls what was it like for you though were you like the odd one who liked cross country yeah I think I did I don't have a, amazing memories of the school cross country to be fair I used to yeah enjoy it but obviously not take it too seriously muck about with your friends but then second half crack on (laughs) you can do you know you don't want to be like too keen um but yeah I don't I don't remember thinking much too much about the school cross country to be honest no I never skived it and I wasn't the ones hiding in the bush got fully involved but I I wasn't the leader from the start or anything like that so (laughs) Okay, but you didn't reject it out of hand like many many would do. No, okay, okay. Um, was it quite a sporty household because your brother Martin was obviously a keen runner as well? But were you, did you have a bit of a, a running rivalry there, or was it just something that came on later in life? That 
Later in life, really. I mean, Martin was more into it when he was at school. I wasn't particularly... I just like trying anything and everything, really. My parents didn't... My mum's not sporty at all. Dad says he's sporty, do you know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> then they all pull that one out. They say, oh, okay. oh I used to compete at, I think he was a sprinter Okay. Um, back in back in his school days. But yeah, so it wasn't a massively sporting family, but Martin obviously was. Okay, so was it Martin that first drew you into the sport? Yeah, he really enjoyed it. He was at Yeovil Olympiads. Uh, he's two years older than me. Um, and then um, then I started going to Yeovil Olympiads. I think I was at college. Um, yeah, I think I was at college. And I just enjoyed and just enjoyed it and just enjoyed doing everything, you know, like the javelin, the long jump, um, like just getting involved with whatever there was the going on at that time. And also used to like eating pick and mix in the stand. Okay, okay. So you, you would go away. Are we talking like Youth Athletics League and the rest that you would do? No, I didn't do those. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't until um, I went to university that I actually properly ran, to be honest. At school, I, did, I didn't do anything. I didn't run for a club when I was at school either. I did a few English schools at, at college, but I don't think I did when I was at, doing the, at school. It was more at college, so later on in life I got into running. Okay, okay. Because it's noticeable you weren't, you, it was not a typical route, you weren't getting selected for teams like as a junior or the like. I guess you just yeah. weren't, weren't weren't training as, for, for that purpose, were you? No. no, no, not at all, no. So I started running definitely later. Okay. And what was it that triggered that? What was it that made you really want to throw yourself into it? Well, I enjoyed the little bits that I did at college, and then when I went to uni, you join all the... Um, Freshers' week, don't you know the Freshers' week? You yeah. just sign up for any of the any of the clubs. I thought I quite liked running. I joined the athletics club um, at St Mary's, and it was there were such lovely people, and I just enjoyed go enjoyed that club. And then somebody said, "Oh, you you know you should join a running club." So I said, "All right then," and that's how it all sort of came about. So this is St Mary's in Twickenham at the time, was it? yeah okay yeah. so that's obviously a hotbed of endurance running isn't it who, who else was around at that time that you can remember yeah that's it that's going back in it who could i remember see i can't really remember anyone from st Ma- not from st mary's that was running because uh, obviously mo and that were all obviously younger than me mark draper um he he was younger than me but the, they those are the guys at the running club okay they were they were part of the scene at the time then yeah okay and so you got your first gb vest looks like at the 1996 european cross country do you remember getting your first gb vest i remember my first G, gb vest being the Ekaden road relay and it is so lovely um i just did that a couple of times i can't remember how old i, I think i was doing my pgc at the time teacher training um and that's such a lovely experience doing that because it's a nice team team thing and it doesn't really matter you know the distance doesn't really matter it was the i think i did the 5k leg of the of the Ekaden, but it was such a good experience really enjoyed that and then, then of course you want more don't you you you've represented great britain for that and i think oh i could 
maybe maybe I could improve and do a little bit more. Okay, okay. This is the Chi record in relays in Japan. Where they, you know, they actually get quite a big crowds for that, don't they, as well? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. It, the first one was in Korea, and then I okay. went to Beijing for the second one. Okay. Okay. Don't great. ask me what year, because I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but it looks like you started your uh, you, you started this history with the European cross country in 1996. Do you remember your first European cross country in in Belgium? No. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that awful? I don't remember it. Like it doesn't stand out. No, it doesn't. That's awful, isn't it? That's uh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, and, and when did and when did um, obviously Martin's get, Martin uh, got married to Liz and Liz's yeah. sister-in-law. You remember that, don't you? The wedding, yeah. Do you remember that wedding, yeah? <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you be, you have to say that now. It's been recorded now, so you have to remember that one. <laughs> it's on record now. Yeah, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> no, so so obviously Liz was a part of your life then. Do you remember the? I mean, Liz was. Uh, did you train together? But you. No, no. Well, we didn't because obviously she was in Bedford with Martin, and I was down mm. in Twickenham. Um. But the 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 more involved I got with um, representing Great Britain, obviously we used to share a room together and we've become really really good friends. Mm. And then obviously when she Christmases and stuff like that, or she was down, in, and I was there, we we trained together then. And it'd be brilliant, the best sessions ever because we were so close together, and neither of us wanted to like let the other one beat beat each other. You know, so we always used to have the best sessions ever training together. Mm. And, but it was a good banter as well, you know, always looking out for each other. Really nice relationship, running relationship and friends. Yeah, because there's definitely a time there where Liz was just ahead of you on the, on the cross country. But then you, you, you got the better of her, didn't you, after a little while? Yes. You did, yeah, you did. <laughs> I did, yeah. And then she turned to marathons, didn't she? And I was like, nah, I'll be all right, thanks. <laughs> What do you remember? I mean, the cross country scene was quite lively then. You were, you were competing all over the country in the winter time at Cardiff and Liverpool, Edinburgh, all these places. Mm. Um, Nottingham was a popular one as well. What, what was your favourite favourite race of the domestic season? I used to like what's this, um, Liverpool. That was always good. And um, Margate. Now, what was that one? That was yeah. That used to be the trials, didn't it, for the Europeans? Mm. I'm sure it was down in Margate. I used to think that was a tough one. The Southerns up in Parliament Hill. I like that course because it's so tough and it's long. And I've got some funny sort of memory. I lost my shoe in that one. Um, okay. And I ran round one sh- with one one spike and then a sock. It was just like, but I kept going. Do you know you in that? Right, I've got to keep going. I don't care. And it was so muddy. Um I like the tougher the better, I think. Yeah, it's a classic cross-country course, that, it isn't, is, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. So it, it wasn't all about cross-country. You, you were making some strides in the track as well. You got to the Commonwealth Games and the Europeans in 2002. What, do you have any memories of those at all? <laughs> you are um, doing that. I well, do, yeah. I do have very lovely memories of those. Good, yeah. good, good. good. Yeah. And competing in Manchester in front of a home crowd? Yeah, and it was chucking it down. Um, the weather, I do remember that. Um, and of course, Liz, we were fourth and fifth, I think. Um, 
Yeah, fourth and fifth. I remember that one. Um, and I remember the trial actually for that. That that's a massive memory for me because I wanted to make the five thousand, and I just missed it. I think because I came third, but they they were saving a place for Paula, mm. so I missed that. And then they, I think I said, well, I may as well go for the ten the next day. But of course, I thought, oh, God, you know what? It's double the distance. I can hardly walk now mm. uh, to the track and my Achilles. I thought, I've got to try it. I do remember doing the warm up, hobbling around, thinking this is just going to be disastrous. But luckily I did. I made it and it was all right. Well done. Well done. Uh, and you got to the Europeans as well that year. So you're doing pretty well now. You got to the Europeans in Munich. Do you remember any memories of that? Yeah, I felt awful that day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that I did. <laughs> I think that was one of my worst ones. I think <laughs> I remember thinking this is a long way round, twenty-five laps. Oh gosh, okay, okay, okay. But you did, you did also. Your cross country was still going very, very well. Uh, you're very competitive at uh, international level. Um, but that year, but then we moved forward to two thousand and four, um, and you tried out for trial for the Olympic Games in New Athens mm-hmm. and you'd already just just missed out in 2000 on the 5000 metres and getting to the Olympics but in 2004 you were re- really close didn't you at Watford at the trial there yeah 0.14 seconds yeah yeah don't it still gets me that yeah yeah because yeah, all the um the t- the electric timing stopped and everything okay. so I was kind of thinking I'm sort of well everyone's shouting you're there you're there you're there and you're like okay I think I, I, I you don't know do you and then you cross the line thinking and I remember some people said yeah you've just done it you've just got it and then it all sort of went quiet and then it was down to the hand timing I think three three of them got me under their qualifying time three of them got me over the qualifying time so it had to go to a photo finish so I had to wait ages. Well, it seemed like a lifetime to me. Yeah. Um, and I remember going in and looking at the photo and they were like, no, your legs are over the line, but your torso's not. And I'm like, are you joking? Really? Uh, That's really mean. Oh. Uh, so that um, wasn't, obviously, I thought was very fair. But hey, they've got to draw the line somewhere, haven't they? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was, there, was there something else there? Did somebody else just slightly get in your way around the last lap or anything? I seem to remember some instance. Oh, um, no, I had. To, yeah, there, there was a lot of lapping going on. I had to mm. you know, go in lane three and all sorts. But that that was happening quite a lot anyway, because you were lapping um, other runners. So, yeah. OK, OK, OK. You did try again, didn't you? Did you go? You went into to another 10,000 metre race. You need to try and get get the qualifying that year. I think it might have been Edinburgh and then the weather was just hideous or something. I think the wet, it was windy or um, the weather just wasn't very good for it. It's not a distance you can run every week though, is it? 10,000 no, metres. it really isn't. No, not on the track, is it? No, no, that's all okay. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, so, but that, later that year, you were, went for the European Cross Country and you won that one. You won it. Yeah. And this was, this was just, this was, this was a real, your biggest win really, wasn't it? In Heringsdorf in Germany. Um great sprint finish and you weren't really known for being a, a sprinter but you and joe pavey was in the mix that year wasn't she as well yeah she was and i sprinted joe pavey but you pulled through and you won that one how, how much had the you know the upset from not getting to olympics fueled you to win the european cross country that year how much of that that was part of your motivation probably quite a lot to be honest because i was so disappointed that you, that you just think, right, that's it, I'm giving up, I can't, I, I don't want to do it. What's what's the sport all about? And you, and you question what athletics is about, you know. Um, and I felt like I was unfairly unselected or de- not selected or whatever, all of that. And you, you feel a bit bitter about it, you know. So, um, yeah, I didn't run for a while and obviously went to the pub quite a lot. <laughs> <And that's> <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> Barber loading then. Yeah, exactly. And then you actually think, well, actually, I still, I still like running. Um, and um, yeah, and, and then you, and then you just start to enjoy it again, don't you? Rather than putting any pressure on yourself. And I do remember the feeling of that of that race. I didn't think I was in particularly great shape, to be honest. Um, but I think when everything goes well, you just feel the flow don't you and you and you feel like you're running well and I, it was a great team atmosphere joe pavey helen we, we were just all getting it was just a lovely experience and when joe was there i thought right i've got a sprinter it's on i've got to get her and that was my that was my thing yeah she was third though wasn't she she was third yeah yeah, yeah. and she'd been you know she was obviously a very a strong athlete on the track as well come you know i think she'd just come back from a yeah, she'd had a couple of fifth or fourth place in the Olympics and world champs and the rest, and but you, but you beat her at the European Cross Country. Why? Why is it? Why do you think that some athletes, you're all endurance runners, you can all run, you can all run on track, road, cross country, but depending on the surface, different athletes have different strengths. What what makes a good road runner? Let's take Paula out of the equation because Paula was, you know, just a level above everyone. Let's just be, put it out there. Okay, she was. Um, but what makes you know you better than Joe, let's say on the cross country, and her better than you on track, and Liz is better on road? What, what, why is there that difference there? If I knew that, I'd be good at all of them, <laughs> wouldn't I? <laughs> if I knew the answer to that, that would be brilliant. Do you know what? I don't know. Is it your running style? You know, it could be something like that. Um, I always thought Joe is quite dancey, isn't she, on her feet, on her toes, whereas I'm more of like a, a bit of a bulldog. I don't know. But, uh, I, I, I don't know. I wish I knew. OK, OK. And uh, did you do did you do any specific training on the cross country to, to suit the cross country? Yeah, in the winter, we used to go to Virginia Waters and um, Windsor Great Park and do 
big old hill loops um, and stuff like that. That that I think that was re- helped me a lot on the cross country. Um, <clears throat> but but equally though, I also did track sessions in the winter. Yeah, and mixture of road reps, track, and cross country. Okay, okay. And with, your, with most of your success coming on uh, in cross country, did you were you lottery funded at that time, or did that not happen for the cross country athletes? No, it didn't. I was lottery funded for oh gosh, was it a year? I think I can't remember. I think it was a couple of years because I dropped my hours at school because I was a full time teacher. I think I was lottery funded after 2004 um, on the development funding. And then um, you'll probably tell me I'm totally wrong because I don't remember dates or anything. I don't know. Uh, I was. Yeah. So then I reduced my hours at school to four days a week. Um, And then was it three days or something like that? Three days a week teaching. Yeah. Okay, okay, uh, but but broadly speaking, you're still working as well, aren't you? You weren't you weren't lottery funded all the way through, so no, no, I carried on teaching. Yeah. How did you balance? You're a maths teacher, aren't you? Yeah. How did you How did you manage to balance all that then? Just by getting up early. See, I don't like just to do nothing, just running only. Um, I always thought because what else do you do in the day? Like you've got all day. It's different now, isn't it? You've got but back then you do your morning run you do your evening session or your weights or your strength and conditioning and then what else do I do in the day I was like "Mm, I could be doing something else um and then I'm the sort of person if I'm if I'm not work then my morning run would be like 10 11 (laughs) (laughs) and then you you know they and then you don't get the benefit so I, I really had to force myself to do a morning session before work and then, yes, I would then go to work. Um, it was tough, but I had a really, really supportive school in, in Borlaise, um, in Marlowe, the headmaster, and was just really supportive. And he didn't give me a tutor group, so I could start a bit later um, and, get, and, you know, always honoured the time off that I, that I asked for, the stuff. So I think I had a really supportive employer. Mm. Well, Marlow, Marlo, it's a lovely part of the world. That that's with lots yeah. of lots of GB rowers around there, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you yeah. cross paths with those guys at all? No, we didn't. No, but but the school that I that I'm at has produced some really good um, athletes. Don't ask me their names because <laughs> <laughs> like that's really embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Um, but you were going to the World Cross Country a lot these, the, throughout these years. And um, one of the ones that sticks out is that you went to the World Cross Country in Mombasa, Kenya. You did very well. You finished 16th. And the World Cross is um, still arguably the toughest, you know, endurance race in the world. You know, you can have six Kenyans, six uh, Ethiopians. And it's, it's, it's uh, talented athletes at 10,000, 5,000 marathon. But you finished 16th. And it was, uh, it was quite an experience that, wasn't it, going to Kenya? Oh, yeah, it was a brilliant experience. Yeah. And what a race as well. Um, You know, the temperature was just 
it, it, it's so intense and there was ice baths at the end everyone was collapsing it was so hot um it was it was just a great experience that race yeah really enjoyed that what do you remember about the crowds though was that because it's, it's it's verging on a national sport in kenya isn't it Athletics. yeah they were all up in the trees i just remember that yeah. like cheering from the trees um and it, it it was i think that was the best world cross i've done there yeah really nice really good Good one, good one. Okay, good. And you, you continue to go to the European cross country, um, but also you had another crack at the Olympics, didn't you, for the Beijing Olympics again at 10,000 meters, but you're just four seconds short this time. What do you remember about that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> four wasn't the Watford one I missed it by 0.14 seconds no you went again at uh for the uh for the Beijing Olympics uh, I think that well I think it might have been Watford again the um the trial yeah yeah that, that wasn't such a yeah it was so well and, and I think I, I ran in Holland and nearly got the time as well that year I think I think I was pretty close then mm. the thing is though you set yourself I, I think my mistake was I set myself in my head that I had to get 31.45 rather than aiming for 31.30. So mm. you like, you, and I mean, I, that sounds obvious now, doesn't it? But back then I was like, no, I've got to get the time and I hit this mark. But of course, every sec, every lap, I'd go a little bit over those hundredths of the second. And that's where, yeah, I, I remember having, um, don't laugh, hypnosis to um I tried hypnosis once <laughs> to um try and break the qualifying time because I thought it was all in my head and oh what a disaster that was I just couldn't concentrate I just started giggling uh, it was just just wasn't working for me I mean but you know you try these things don't you okay what, what was that that wasn't pre-race i assume that was the, the, just to learn, learn the technique of hypnosis yeah yeah well just to learn how how your mind can help you believe that you can get the qualifying time um because i was so like oh i can't do it i can't do it but you know you can because you've pretty much done it it's a few seconds off or you know hundreds of the second of course you can but I was in such a sort of a head spin. Oh, no, you can't do it. I thought I may as well try that. Yeah. Who, put, who put you onto that? And who did, you, who did you speak to about that? Who was it? I can't remember. It was someone in Marlowe. Just a, it was a I just went for it myself. Nobody, nobody suggested it. I just thought, oh, I'll try that. OK, OK, interesting, interesting. So you, you didn't quite get to Beijing either. So that's it. It didn't make the Olympics that year. But you did. Uh, you did compete at the European Cross Country that year, but you retired, didn't you? You retired after the European Cross Country that year in Brussels because you were quite disappointed, weren't you? You just, I think you finished in the 29th or something down the field. It wasn't wasn't what you were after, was it? No, no. And I do remember that as well, thinking, do you know what? I'm starting to feel a bit old. Um, you know, it's a bit too much like hard work, all of this. Um is it am I done am I just slogging a dead horse you know you think I don't want to just want to make teams anymore I actually want to do quite well and I thought I'd just keep missing out on things so yeah I thought enough's enough 
I can't remember how old I was. I can't even work it out. And I'm a maths teacher. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I did. I'd had enough by then. Hmm. But you hadn't quite had enough, had you? Because you you you, you came back, didn't you? You come back the next season. After after you had a, a little while at the pub, I'm making assumptions here. When did you think? No, I, I still maybe I haven't finished yet. What, what was it that triggered you off? I ha- went to a gym in Marlow and I started doing a little triathlon club, like a local triathlon club. And I was just doing some of their swim, bike, run sessions. No, it was a, just a, a fun triathlon club, you know, beginners. And um, then I sort of thought, well, actually, I quite, I still. I still quite like running. I'm much better at running than I am at swimming, and I'm pretty rubbish on a bike. Um, so maybe I will do a little bit more of the runs. And I and I remember I didn't do any any cross country races apart from the trial in Liverpool. And I did say to my friends, I got my two non-running friends to come with me, and I said, "Oh, can you just come up to Liverpool for the weekend with me? It'll be a bit of a laugh." I'm going to do this race, but, you know, let's just see how I go. I don't know how I'll do, but just come and watch because I don't want to make an absolute idiot of myself. I'd rather have somebody there. Mm. <laughs> so they did. They came for the weekend and they were like, yeah, yeah. And then we were, then, then I actually couldn't believe that I won the trial. Yeah. yeah wow, so, wow. What do you put that down to? Were you just, just being fresh by being away from the sport for a bit? Probably just more of a relaxed approach. Yes, I was still train. I was still training because I was doing other other things. I was doing a bit of cycling, a bit of swimming. I was still running, but I wasn't doing the the massive sessions. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't race, and I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna just gonna see. May as well, because I actually felt okay. Um, yeah, so I remember that feeling great on that day. Great. Okay, so off you went to Dublin then. Yeah. Um, for the European Cross in 2009, and you won it. I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did the t- same two friends come with you? You're a lucky mascot. No, 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 they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they're my lucky mascots. No, they didn't come. <laughs> and what do you remember about that race then? I mean, were you surprised to win it? I was definitely surprised to win it, but I think you had. I had a. Um, a nice feeling on the warm-up I thought actually I feel quite nice feel good feel fresh and relaxed sometimes you don't you feel heavy and awful um and I just thought do you know what I'm gonna leg it and see how long I can keep up um because I may as well I've got nothing to lose um so that that's exactly what I did and I and I actually thought everyone would would overtake me or I didn't actually think I'd stay in front a lot of athletes say when they did, did deliver their performance like that, one of their best performances, that it, it just feels, it just flows, it feels yeah. natural, it feels yes. like they're definitely. not pushing it, it's just flowing, you know? Yeah. Is that the and feeling you have here? Definitely, you don't really get that feeling very often. And that's the one thing that I always say to, as I do a bit of coaching now, and then you think, get that bank, that feeling, when you feel it, try and get it in your mind try and feel that feeling and, tr- and try and remember how it feels um, for a race because it's so lovely because you like you feel like you're floating in a way you feel like you can change gear you could and, and, it, and it's not painful it's 
whereas when you're you know I don't know in a hard race and you think oh god this is really hard work and you're running slower it's painful it hurts but um this this didn't it just felt brilliant Great, great stuff. And and the European Cross that year, obviously in Dublin, there's it's been some great venues, the European Cross Country, Brussels, Edinburgh one year. Mm. Um, and it's always an event I've, I've really enjoyed because it's got to, it's just before Christmas. It's a yeah. nice atmosphere about it. Often you get a few little Christmas markets kicking about these cities. Um, yeah. Nice twinkly atmosphere around, around the cities. Um, did you party after these victories? Did you party hard? <laughs> Did you enjoy yourself? Of course, of course, because we had such a lovely team atmosphere. You know, they're all very good friends, and we had, and we, I think, then we were all in the teams every single year, most of the time. You know, swapping a few. So, you know, the men and the women, we all just got on really well, really good friends looked out for each other and it was such a lovely atmosphere yeah we trained hard and we took the race super seriously um but equally afterwards we were like yay let's have a good laugh together and it was it was all really good really good fun I had such love, lovely memories from it all what, what memories stick out of those about having those nights out with your GB teammates is there anything that comes to mind can't really tell you really it's, it's, it's a it's a family podcast so bear that in mind yeah, no, <laughs> good old laugh that's all that we can say many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda-approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, good, good. And what about what about the, the, the team officials around that time? You had, uh, who, was, who was team officials? So Alan Story was uh, obviously yeah. around. This, uh, what do you remember about Alan, Alan being a team coach? And who else, sorry? Spencer Barden. Spencer Barden, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously he was... Um, we used to joke because we said he'd turn to the dark side because obviously he was on the team with us a few years before and then all of a sudden he's like in the you know team management we were like Spencer you've turned to the dark side how (laughs) dare you yeah he took it in good stead though you know like still laughed Alan's story yeah um who else is Jackie Newton I'm sure she was team manager as well um who else oh it was all, all just really really good really good group what was it like when because there's a couple of occasions where paula radcliffe was in the team in, in the european cross country like was it was it a different vibe when paula was there because she was you know her and gary it was very serious so <laughs> they, ha- they had to win they had to win uh, nothing less was it a different sort of vibe having paula around the team no because everybody looks up to paula you know, we all sort of, you know, in, in, in all, really, 
she she's an amazing athlete and obviously Liz is really good friends with her so um they went to uni and like did a lot of things together so again she she obviously kept herself to herself with Gary and and things but was also the was a great member of the team and like everyone looked up to her and respected and everything like that so no we not didn't really change the the vibe good good stuff good and um I've done, done cross country but tell me about what your best memories of running on, on the roads are roads you've done the great south a few times haven't you and done the great south yeah i did world half in portugal mm-hmm. for that was um enjoyed that because it was laps i quite like that um rather than a big long loop um and again in portugal that was that was good because it was nice weather um great south great north oh yeah no i don't have good memories of that what's that, was, that? <laughs> That was cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you done it? I haven't done the Great North Run. No, no, it's it's, it's too busy for me. I'm too much of a pack runner. I've just been oh, tripping over good. people all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is busy. It's a nice atmosphere, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good support, but... Mm. Oh, what about the marathon? Did you have, ever have a go at the marathon or were ever down to have a go at the marathon? I was down to have a go at the marathon once. I can't remember what year it was. And then I tore my calf... And I just couldn't do it. I did most of the training for it. Um, I think it was probably like three weeks before London. I just had to pull out. Um, and then I've had no re- I've had no urge to do a marathon now. Although I keep saying to my friends, right, let's do um, a couple of triathletes. Let's do a Ironman and I'll do the running leg. And I think, oh, actually, Hayley, that is a marathon. You forget. I think that counts. I think that counts. Yeah, yeah. Well, that counts. So I'm okay doing that because it's a part of a team. But I wouldn't want to do a, just do a marathon unless I was dressed up in something. Okay, do it for charity then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So I guess not long after that, you did have another year after winning the European Cross in Dublin, but you retired after that. Do you remember? Was it a definite line this time you were retiring? Or did you just drift away from it? Just drift away from it, I think. Yeah, I just drifted away from it then. Yeah, I can't really uh, remember. No, you just... just. Uh, I know what it was. It was the Commonwealth Games. Um, I was selected for Delhi Commonwealth Games. And I kept getting this reoccurring chest infection that I just kept getting. And I had it. And I remember coughing, coughing, coughing. And I put back my flight um, because I still wanted to go. Um, and I still thought, oh, come on, you can still go. And I was still coughing. You beat yourself up about going, don't you? And thought, I'm not going to do myself justice, uh, but I still want to go. And I ended up not going. Um, and I think that was the final the final straw, really, missing out, you know, not doing that. I wanted that to be my last race. Um, and it wasn't. And I just thought, well, what is there then now kind of to be my life? I'm not going to make an Olympics. I'm not going to. And so I just drifted away from it. Yeah. OK, OK. But you you, you did keep fit. Didn't you? you kept fit all the way. You kept ticking away with your fitness, haven't you? And you still yeah. do. The, do you still do the odd, the odd competitive event, you say? Yeah, I 
still run. Um, I was supposed to do an ultra with my friend, but we didn't in the end. She pulled out and I wasn't going to do it on my own. What a shame. We hadn't really done the miles, to be fair. So it was more of a social gossip for a, for a day um, rather than let's, you know, nail it and try and do well. We were never going to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I still like running and I still like doing events, but not 10Ks or anything that you can record your time, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I'd rather do something, well, I don't know, a bit different. Yeah, I think a lot of athletes do, who have been competitive at international level find it, find it hard to get their foot on that start line and well, yeah, race it properly. Still, yeah, because you still think, come on, I can do that. And then you mm. think, well, actually, no, I really can't. What's that all about? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. but, but you're still in touch with the sport, though, and you say you do a bit of coaching as well. Yeah, so I do. So with um, Yelling Performance, so my brother's and Liz's company. So I do some, um, I do remote coaching online there. And I'm, I'm actually going to be team manager for um, European Cross this year. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. That's your first time, is it? No, I've done it before I had the boys. I've done it twice before I had the boys. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to do it again at Christmas. So I'm really looking forward to that, going back to the Europeans in a different light. Good, I good. keep laughing, going, right, I'm going to bring my spikes. You never know. <laughs> I might get a chance. <laughs> and make yet another comeback, yeah? You never know. <laughs> And what would be so? Give us a give us a preview to what you would say. Then what would be your what would be your advice to young athletes competing in the in the European cross country for the first time who are a bit wide eyed about taking part? In, there'll be some there that'll be taking part in their first ever international. What would your advice be to those athletes? Do you know what? I think enjoy it. You've got to enjoy it and have fun. You've got your own goals. I know that, and it is a team event. But also, you've got to think of where you are, what you want to get out of it um enjoy the experience um and and just take it from there hopefully you'll have a good race I I just think the more you enjoy it the more likely you're to get hungry for it Uh, the more pressure you put on yourself you know we get disappointed don't we every every runner's disappointed they're all even club runners how do you get on they're always moany aren't they (laughs) Can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're like, oh, come on, yeah, be pleased with yourself. So I think enjoy enjoyment. You've got to enjoy it. Enjoy it. So that's probably not very good advice, but yeah, that's what I'd say. What do you think about? There's been a campaign to get, uh, hasn't been successful. A campaign to get cross country in the Winter Olympics. What's been your thoughts on that? That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. You think because uh, you would have been an Olympian then, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would have been. Hmm. Might have won now. Because <laughs> yeah. it has been the it has been the Summer Olympics, hasn't it? But would you see it as uh, something that was hit the Winter Olympics and 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 work well in that? Uh, yeah, I think it event? would. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We've all run in the yeah. It'd be quite fun in the snow. You still run in the snow, so yeah. I say go for it. What's your memories of racing in the snow? Then have you got any memories of racing in Edinburgh or places yeah, like that in Scotland? Yeah, yeah. Do you like it's, it in the snow? 
Yes, I did like it in the snow. I remember wearing the wrong length spikes, though, because you get that big ball. So it was like you're running on stilettos, but on your toes. I couldn't quite get that right. Like the whole spikes and the snowball on the on your toes. Um, yeah, it's lovely. Really yes. nice running in the snow. Good, good stuff. Great. Well, th- listen, thanks for your time tonight, Hayley. Yeah, it's been great, thanks. great, great talking with you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you always, always reminds me of uh, you when it comes to the European cross country coming up. So, so oh, it's, you like, you like, you like the Michael Bublé of, uh, of athletics. You <laughs> pop up at Christmas time every year. Thing, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been great. Great to hear you're still staying in touch with the sport and you're, and you're still, uh, still keeping fit. So thanks for your time tonight, Thank Hayley. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Athletics Life Stories with Chris Broadbent. Please tell your friends and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.